0: Being a passive investor is a bit misleading. I mean, you're almost never 100% passive as there's upfront due diligence you'll want to do on most offerings unless you truly find a sponsor you trust with absolute certainty. And even then, I know most passive investors still do their own due diligence. And this episode, I'm going to go over three areas that all passive investors need to look into when analyzing a deal's underwriting this is building passive income and wealth through real estate, where we guide you through the relentless pursuit of financial independence. I'm your host, Justin Moy, managing partner at Perpetual Wealth Capital, a multifamily real estate investing firm that lets everyday people invest passively in income producing apartment buildings. As a passive investor, it can be really exciting to get an opportunity in your inbox to invest in from a sponsor. Now, while there are many factors passive investors should consider before investing in an offering, here are the top three that will have some of the largest impacts on your actual returns that have to do with the property's underwriting. Now, the first is your exit cap rate, or some people call this a terminal cap rate. Now I won't spend a ton of time on this episode explaining cap rates. We have other episodes on here that you can listen to, or you can look up the formula on how cap rates determine price, but just know that a lower cap rate yields a much higher price. It's a very sensitive metric. So an exit cap rate is the projected cap rate at sale when you're exiting the property. Now there is not a definitive way to determine this in a way we're asking to predict what cap rates will be in the future. But there are some good practices in today's environment that we should go over. Currently, most operators will anticipate a 0.1 increase in cap rate per year. So if you're buying in a market that's a 5 cap right now and you're projecting to sell in 5 years, most would be okay anticipating a 5.5 exit cap rate especially in today's market, we wanna make sure operators are projecting a higher cap rate. Now, cap rates right now are historically low, which means prices are historically high, and we don't anticipate them being any lower. Now, projecting a lower cap rate can drastically increase the projected sales price And while it's not impossible to project a lower cap rate, you wanna ask why that is if there is a projected lower cap rate. if you see that in the exit, usually there's an exit strategy slide on the presentation. I would ask what cap rate they're anticipating and why they reached that conclusion. Now, the second metric is organic rent growth. Now, organic rent growth next to the cap rate will generally have the largest impact on returns, especially if it's a long-term hold. If we're projecting 5% increase every single year over 10 or 15 years, that's going to have a major impact on your returns. Now, right now in early 2022, we're seeing crazy high rent growth still, especially here in Phoenix where I live. Last year, rent growth was 16% annually, just organically, meaning There was not any large rehabs to properties. They just saw that due to increased demand. However, most experts would agree that this type of growth is not sustainable. So to have a heavy organic rent growth projection, especially over, like I said, a long period of time can really set up your returns to fall short. Now, organic rent growth is heavily dependent on the market you buy in, but I'd be cautious at any organic growth projected beyond, let's say, 4% for any more than a few years. Ideally, a standard organic rent calculation will be between 2 and 3%. Again, heavily dependent on market, but most of the time between 2 and 3% is a safe place to be. Now, the third is the existing debt and future debt assumptions on the property. Now, the existing debt by the time an offering is going to you as the passive investor is generally locked in, so you shouldn't have to worry too much about the projections there. But what I'd pay attention to is the projected debt in the event of a refinance. Now, right now, interest rates, again, are historically low, meaning if we project to refinance in, let's call, five to seven years, we'd feel more comfortable projecting a higher interest rate. If the rate is a bit lower, maybe see what happens to returns if we account for a slightly higher rate or have a stress test of a few ranges. Now, again, it's not impossible to project a lower rate or even the same rate, but I would just ask the sponsor, hey, how did you get to that? What makes you feel like we can refinance at that rate at that time period? Now, there is a lot that passive investors need to check into when analyzing an offering. But these three are a great place to start for any passive investor at any level. I hope you found this episode valuable. And if you want to learn more about investing passively in multifamily real estate, be sure to download our free ebook, the links in the show notes. It's the definitive guide to building generational wealth and passive cash flow through multifamily real estate. If you're on a desktop, you may not be able to click that link, but the URL is the definitive guidebook com. If you learned something, please consider giving us a rating and review on the platform you're listening to and share this episode with a friend. And if you have feedback on the episode, questions for me, or a topic you'd like me to discuss in the future, email me through my contact info in the show notes. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me, and we'll see you on the next episode.